listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the Diamond District bonus hour on this final Monday of January. Hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for starting your week off with us, Miller and Moulton. From 6 to 9 on the Florida Sports Network, we had Ronnie Duncan in our 7 o'clock hour from CBS News in Detroit. He was very entertaining. And we had Seren Petro from Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City and Vinny Serrato from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore last hour. If you missed any of those interviews, along with our witty repartee and our birthday greetings for 10-year-old crew, we even had one of those. If you missed any of that, go to floridasportsnetwork.com and download what you missed. Birthday wishes. <laughs> Just don't know fun. what came over you today. I don't either. That's why I did it as Harry Carey. I, you know, did it as the baseball announcer on a slow Tuesday night in the summer. I think I'm doing it. I'm trying to put a smile on Trent's face, and I know I'm dying over here. I'm dying. Trent is such a positive young man. He really and truly is. He is always in a good mood. And you are this morning, I don't want to say faking it, because I don't think you're faking it. I know what you mean. But you are having to put in as much effort as you have to put in to being in a good mood. Yeah. You got to find the silver lining, but it's very hard to find today. Trent. We're finding it, but it's... There's no no. silver lining. Oh, there's no silver lining. See, for me, there is. There is. No, there isn't. There isn't. (laughs) All right. No, 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 Trent, there's not. Here's the silver lining. If it were to ever come where you win the game you lost yesterday. The 2057 Super Bowl. That is when what happened last night begins to feel better. And only then. You're right. And, you know, earlier in the show, David, you referenced some critical points of other Detroit teams. Uh The Pistons in 87 when they lost to the Celtics when Isaiah Thomas handed the ball to Larry Bird on an inbounds pass. He's over to TJ, lays it up and in. Did that all the Johnny Most had, Johnny Most voice in my head there. Um, Oh my God, what a play by Bird. <laughs> and the only reason that we can joke about that now is because two years later, the Pistons won the first of their two titles. Like, I re- I don't remember too many. I'm not good at where was I at that. I'm just, that's not me. I know exactly where I was when Bird stole the ball. What was worse, Bird stealing the ball or the next year when Isaiah... Bird stealing the ball. Okay. Because the Celtics were the one you had to get over to get to the finals. Yeah. And they had finally looked as if they were going to get past the hated Celtics. And I also hated the Celtics. I didn't hate the Lakers. The Lakers had magic. That was my guy. Yeah. Okay. So the Celtics with McHale and Bird and Parrish, those, that was the hated group. And it was for all Piston fans. So they got through that. You talked about the wings getting past the lanch and finally getting there, being able to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup. And it's weird because in basketball and hockey, especially in those times, David, you, you, we've talked about it many times in the show. You had to earn your right to get to the next round. Football, 
Did the Lions earn their right to get back, or was this just a one-off? You know, ask a Red Sox fan. When did they get over 86 in the Mets? 2004. That's when they got over it. Thank goodness for them that the Aaron Flippin' Boone home run only lasted a year. Because otherwise that would still bother them. So Trent, trust me, I hate to do this to you. You know, I feel as if we're like your uncles. You know, it's our job to teach you things. You're going to go on and have a hopefully very happy, healthy, successful life. And we want you to take certain lessons with you. Most of them are about the business. We're giving you a lesson in sports fandom. This one ain't going to feel better until you get to the big game. It just ain't. In fact, it'll get worse every year. Trent, let me just ask you this. You got two choices right now. A long career in this business or the Lions win a Super Bowl in your lifetime. Super Bowl. (laughs) Super Bowl. I can bust tables or whatever else I got to do. See? There you go. And you're telling me, "Ah, give me a couple days. I'll be fine. No, you won't. No, you won't. You just threw away your career. You knew what the answer was going to be. I knew it before I asked it. That's why I was afraid to ask the question. (laughs) The reason, the reason it's a little easier to be optimistic is because this is the stepping stones. They, they took more than one step this year. It was the three thirteen and one with Dan Campbell's first year. And then the nine and eight. It sounds great. We all know what you're going to say. Yeah. We all know they sucked. They got decent, and now they got good. We got it. See, here's the thing, though. You could be like the St. Louis Rams, okay? Forget the whole stepping stone building crap. No, they went from terrible to a parade. No, it just and it counts the same, by the way. It does. Yes, it, in fact, it's even greater when it comes out of nowhere. You know, so, no. Now, if this is... A stepping stone. And if, in fact, in the next handful of years, they're going to get to that elusive Super Bowl, never mind win it, then yes, we will talk fondly. It's why we can talk fondly about the Pistons, all right, and the steal by Bird and the fake foul on Lambeer in game six against the Lakers in the 88 finals. And Jabbar hits the two free throws, okay, so that they win that game by one. And then they lose game seven by three with Isaiah's heroic performance. Right. Okay. The reason we can look back fondly on that is because they won the title the next two years. And that's the only reason we can look back at that fondly. Why do we look back at the wings getting swept by the devils and then losing that incredibly painful series to the Avs when Lemieux put Draper into the boards and broke his face? Okay. Why is that something we can look back fondly on now? Because then they won back-to-back cups. And when you just, it's hard to look forward. And Jared Goff had a really nice year this year. Yeah. But nobody thinks Jared Goff's an elite quarterback. 
And as you look at the NFC, who's going away? Who emerges? The Lions have to play a first-place schedule. I don't know if they'll ever play an NFC that was as down as it was this year. And not only was it down, but at the end of the year, the Eagles were a mess. I mean, seriously, Trent, in the in your lifetime, do you think the Lions will play in an NFC that was as vulnerable as the NFC was this year? No, but I also think they're going to roll into next season as a top three team in the conference. Okay. You know what? I, 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 no, no, no. I, but but the, the Bengals rolled into this year as a top three team in the AFC. Yeah, they too. got derailed by injury. And that could exactly. happen. That could happen, of course. Yeah. The Lions got right. the Lions didn't deal with an injury to a star player until the very end, Jonah Jackson. So I, I am, I'm aware. I know. That, I'm sorry. He said star player. Yeah, I know. He's, a little, he's, on, a he's on a roll. He's, he's a pro bowler. Oh, a star player. He's a pro bowler. First off, the quarterback for the Ravens made the Pro Bowl last year. He threw two touchdowns. You can't throw Pro Bowl in my face. It's a it's not even a game. It's a skills competition. Teron Armstead made the Pro Bowl. He played nine games. It's a joke. Can't go Pro Bowl anymore. Hey, you can go all pro with us any day you want. Yes. Lions line was great all year. He was it, a big part of it. it. He was. Star? No. Star. But they have to get – I mean – they have to get better. Yeah, no no kidding. I mean, they they got to get better on on defense in particular and they're going to have to get a new OC. That's the other Yeah. That's a big one. It is not lost on me the work the Lions have to do. But I have faith in what I have faith in the trajectory I, here. I will say for the first time in my lifetime, it appears that ownership, management, coach are all on the same page. They've never had that in Detroit. I, I'll grant you that. They actually seem to have their mm together. Yes. I will grant you that. And for that franchise, that's that's notable. Yes. That is the single biggest reason, what Mark just said, why it's, I again, looking for silver linings, hard to find. That's the main one that Mark just laid out. He's going to be in the fetal position by noon. Uh, he yeah. just, he's done such a good job sucking it up for this show. I give him a lot of credit. A lot of professionalism for a 24-year-old. He's going to be torn between, do I want to watch the talking head shows or do I not? Do I go to a complete media blackout? Yet all I can think about is the damn game and the damn team. What am I going to do to occupy myself? He apparently late last week, all right, cleaned his entire apartment. Also, he can't even fall back on that. He's got his laundry done. He cleaned his whole house. Apparently, while listening to a college basketball game, he cleaned his bathroom. I mean, he can't nest today. There is nothing he can do to occupy himself except, like, belly up at a bar somewhere. Yeah, I know. You said you used to swim athletically. Yeah. Today would be a good day for you to get in the pool. Yeah. And just do a lot of laps. I Go have to been to the FGCU Aquatic Center a couple times since coming down here. Maybe I will. Go stare at the bottom of the pool. I was going to say, and even if it's closed, climb a fence, break in. <laughs> I'll make a couple calls. All right? I mean, trust me, somebody shows up. What's going on here? Ah, he's a Lions fan. He's swimming it off. All right, we'll come back in an hour. <laughs> swimming it off. Swimming it off. It's just, you know. I mean, you don't want me to say shake it off, do you? Oh, oh. look at oh. that. 
That's one. How many Taylor Swift cliches will we have between now and the Super Bowl? Hey, do you know she's dating Travis Kelsey? I heard that. Man, I thought I saw her at the game the other day. Really? Is that confirmed? I don't know. There's rumors. So, feel for Trent, you know, and faithful. Lions faithful out there. Bears, Packers fan, come on. Have a have a heart today. Just just be silent today. Don't say anything. Just wait till tomorrow before you give it to him. Miller and Moulton. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Today was a day when what's on tap thoughts all still ahead as we console Trent on Miller right. and Moulton. Welcome to the bonus hour, brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 21 minutes past the hour, the Diamond District bonus hour. Thanks so much for being with Miller and Moulton on this final Monday of January. David Sampson, Pat Kerwin on the show tomorrow. Pat will join us from Mobile and the Senior Bowl. You know, there was other stuff that happened over the weekend, you know. There was? Yeah. I, I just... And some of it was even uh, football. Michigan replaced Jim Harbaugh in-house with Sharon Moore. Got a five-year deal. I mean, gut feeling. Is that going to work? And I don't mean win a national championship work. And I don't even mean, you know, Michigan is a perennial top, uh, even a perennial playoff team. Let's be honest. I I think you – I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there. If doesn't if they're not a perennial playoff team with 12 teams, then it didn't work. Okay, this Fair is enough. Michigan. Well, it's not I, Michigan but, State. Well, but let's let's look at Harbaugh's nine years. In only four of the nine years, do I think they would have qualified for the playoffs? They had the one really good team that lost to Ohio State uh, early in his tenure on the bogus uh, spot. And then his last three years. But I don't know if Michigan was a playoff team during Harbaugh's other seasons. I mean, they were losing three, four games a year. But three games should, nine and three should get you in if you're Michigan most years. Uh, Okay, let's assume right now it doesn't. Let's assume you got probably got to go 10 and two to be guaranteed a spot. Okay. Nine and three, you're probably walking the, you know, line, if you will. So, um, all right, five years. How many times does Michigan make the playoff during Sharon Moore's five years? Over or under two and a half? Well, next year's already a no. Exactly. I mean, that that's the problem. So it, can he right. do it two out of four years? I would say under two and a half. But I think if he does it two out of five, it's successful. Because next year's not happening. I'm going to hit you where you live here. I'm just wondering... If Sharon Moore is going to be Bobby Williams. And for those that don't know, when Nick Saban left Michigan State and went to LSU, they promoted loyal coordinator, kept the majority of the staff intact, although it looks as if Michigan's going to lose their young defensive coordinator. He's going to follow Harbaugh to the Chargers. But, and that was who the team. Wanted, by the way. They wanted Michigan State to promote from within. It was a very popular hire. It didn't work out. 
thankfully, Mark D'Antonio rolled into town. And that's, you know, what I'm wondering. Is he going to keep on keeping on to some degree? Not win a national title, but keep Michigan, Michigan. Perennial top 10 in the playoff, three out of four years, that type of deal. Because that's, quite frankly, what I'm curious about Kalen DeBoer about, Mark. I'm not expecting him to match what Nick just did. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's arguably the greatest run in the history of the sport. Although I'll say it again. If the playoff format that Nick got to play with was what Bobby Bowden and Florida State got to play with during those years, I think Florida State's run would have been very similar. Very similar. Because they would have been in the playoff every damn year. I mean, 15 straight years finishing in the top four. I mean, how many playoffs do you think they're not going to be in? But I digress. But, you know, can Kalen DeBoer just get, you know, in the next four years? I mean, they're expecting you're going to make the playoff every year, buddy. Right. If you were to put the over-under on both of them, five years, two and a half, I would take the under on more. Would you take the under on DeBoer or would you take the over? I'd take the over. But to me, what will be interesting is, is that, you know, what if he doesn't play for or win a natty? Well, just making the playoff would basically, if Alabama becomes the seventh best team in the country on a regular basis, how's Alabama going to handle that? I think Michigan would be fine. I agree. But how's Alabama going to handle being the third best team in the SEC? Being the Baltimore Ravens. Look at you off the top rope. Hmm? Boom. They wouldn't be able to handle it, David. They wouldn't. I, I don't think they they would either. I mean, let's face it, they're spoiled beyond belief. Unless Nick comes out and publicly tells them to back off. But. You know, Doug makes an interesting point in our Twitch chat room. Yeah, you're talking about Sharon Moore and, you know, Michigan at the national level. What's his record against Ohio State? Uh, okay. I remember the last guy started 0-6. But he finished 3-0. And that's all any of you remember. So, but I mean, you know... It, Noteworthy hire. They didn't consider anybody else. Jim left, and they went. Well, okay, get him on the get him on the line. Oh, I don't have to. He's down the hall eating. All right, bring him in. So, all right, let's see where we go. You know, they're recruiting the last couple of years. This has been top twenty, top fifteen. Hasn't been, you know, elite for whatever that's worth. And now, USC, Oregon, Washington joining the conference. It's like Oklahoma and Texas starting the SEC. In theory, they're getting harder. But so that's all. I mean, see, I'm just saying there was stuff out there. Stuff happened. No, I I understand. You know, Heat have lost like five, six in a row. You know, I'm just saying there, there's stuff out there. We you know, we got to throw this stuff out. I mean, the audience has been in hibernation, Mark. For five months, they're unaware of all this stuff that's actually exists in the sports world. We have to, we have to let them know. 
It's a big bad world out there. I mean, they're like Trent. They're not ready for it yet. They they need to be. Because That's what we're saying. This is the time. These are the two weeks that we will indoctrinate you into college right. basketball. The season's well underway. In it fact, is. South Florida with another win on Saturday. They're like a half game out of the conference lead. They're playing great. Ba- it's a nice little story. It's a terrific story. By the way, trivia question. Impress your friends. Who's the number one college basketball team in the country? It's UConn. Purdue's number two. Win some bar bets with that. South Carolina women are undefeated. And destroying everything in their sight. So, just saying. You know, there's there's stuff out there. That's all. By the way, the Gators blew a 21-point lead at home in the final 12 minutes on Saturday. Thankfully, they rallied in overtime to beat Mike White and Georgia. Wow, would that have been a bad loss. But at least they survived. Florida State had a real chance for its tournament hopes over the weekend. They lost a close one at home to Carolina. Yeah, there's not a lot of tournament teams in state. No. There's FAU, and that could be it. Miami is bubblicious. They need to get their act together. Mm-hmm. in the second half of the season, or now the, I guess, the final third of the season, if you will. And we still have two coaching vacancies in the NFL. See, we're coming back around to what it is you want to talk about. Washington, who's interviewing the Ravens defensive coordinator for a second time today, and then they're going to interview the Lions uh, OC. And uh, people still think it's going to be Dan Quinn in Seattle, but I got to admit, they're talking to everybody. So... Why would you go from Pete Carroll to Dan Quinn? Isn't that like mini-me? I mean, don't you have to hire somebody different? I think all this time, I don't know if it's going to be Quinn. If they were going to hire Quinn, wouldn't they have already done so, David? Yeah, I mean, they got eliminated from the playoffs real early. I mean, after all, he's a coordinator in Dallas. Ha-ha! Uh-huh. Ha-ha! Uh-huh. Uh, that was for a Lions fan. Let's try to give him a chuckle. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes till the top of the hour, 16 until we're out of here. Miller and Moulton, thanks so much for being with us in the Diamond District bonus hour. They got a big day coming up uh, two weeks from uh, Wednesday. Don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Valentine's Day. It's big with Hallmark, and it's big with the ladies. Just tipping you off. You got 16 days. Get your you-know-what together. Right. I Welcome. won Christmas because of the Diamond District. You can right. win Valentine's Day the same way. Right. 16 days to formulate a plan. Or you could just go visit Todd and Jason at the Diamond District and say, hey, what's your plan? I hear you guys are good at this. So, that's- Or the other side of it. If you gambled all your money away over the weekend, right? They're buying diamonds and gold and watches and all that stuff there too. Yeah, yeah okay. So you, you can go that way if you want, and then put all that money back in your uh, Hard Rock uh, account. 
It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. Going into the Wayback Machine today, 1595 we start. Holy blank. It is said that it was today in 1595 that Romeo and Juliet was first performed. 1845. The Raven was first published. 1892, the Coca-Cola Company is incorporated. Whatever happened to them? Uh 1936, first players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Cobb, Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson. Ah, whatever. Today in 63, the first class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame was inducted. 17 total. Inducted, including Jim Thorpe, Red Grange, and George Hallis. Jim Brown was still playing, so that's that's why he's not among them. Bronco Nagurski, another one that was inducted into the Hall. Anytime you can get that work, that into a radio show, I think you're obligated by radio laws. Well, you know me. You know where my mind goes. All right. Last time I saw Bobby Bowden, he had just coached his last game. He's eating dinner in the restaurant. We happen to be in the same restaurant in the hotel. He's walking out. He stops by to talk to Vern and Gary. And then uh, we say, where are you going? He says, I'm going upstairs to watch Bronco Nagurski. And we kind of looked at him. He went, Tebow, same guy. Today in 1964, Dr. Strangelove premieres. Fabulous movie. 95, Super Bowl 29. The Niners destroy the San Diego Chargers. Steve Young, your MVP, played at my favorite stadium, Joe Robbie Stadium. There you go. Wasn't even pro player, was it? No, no, no. I built it. What are you going to name it? I'm going to name it Joe Robbie. Why? Because I built the damn thing. Right. I own the team, and I built the stadium. Today in 1996, Cat surpassed a chorus line when in London it had its 6,138th performance. Whatever. The movie Black Panther premiered today in 2018, and it was a year ago that Kansas City defeated Cincinnati and Philadelphia, pounded San Francisco in the AFC and NFC championship games. Thomas Paine, William McKinley, John D. Rockefeller Jr., and John Forsyth all born today. Tom Selleck, 79. Oprah is 70. Greg Louganis and Steve Sachs are both 64. Andre Reed is 60, and Dominic Hasek is 59. What did I miss, David? Happy birthday to Kansas. The state is 163 years old. It entered the Union today in 1861. It didn't declare what they were. All right? You know, the whole, you know, we're, you know, a lot of anxiety in 1861. You know, you you a slave state, okay? You you an anti-slave state? And they, they said, no, 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 we're, we're a free state. Okay? Yeah. You guys uh, do what you, you got to do. We, we, we want to be Switzerland, if that's okay. So, and eventually they said, no, we're, we're against slavery. Huh. Okay, well, that's good to, good to hear on the right side of history. All right, good. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, 
Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? We go to Marion, Indiana for the good, where northbound traffic was blocked when a vehicle hauling animals caught fire, and it took the Grant County Sheriff's Department to the rescue as they were able to unload the tractor trailer hauling circus animals. All the animals were safe, camels and zebras all over the streets. But fortunately, all the animals involved were rescued safely. For the bad, we go to Muncie, Pennsylvania, where, according to Muncie Township Police, Brian Kilgus came into the BMW dealership around 1 p.m. to shop for a car. He was sitting in a car when... One of the employees went to do some paperwork. That's when he fired up the engine, drove it through the showroom window, and out onto I-80. He was involved in a high-speed trace for 10 miles before crashing the vehicle and was apprehended. Finally, the ugly. We go to Charlotte County, where Ralph Birnat was drunk. He was wearing a pink bathrobe when a witness told deputies she saw a man in a pink bathrobe shoot a gun at a speed limit sign trailer. She heard three or four shots and recorded a video of a man firing one round. She followed him to pick up the license plate. They finally picked the man up and arrested him. He was fully loaded. No reason for him as to why he shot at the speed trailer. It did force a school lockdown for a couple hours because shots were close enough to a school. So a scary situation there. And that is our good, bad, and ugly on today, January the 29th, 2024. All right, Trent. I don't know if you took a look or not, but tonight's a big night in the association. I mean, if you're into the NBA, I mean, you got the Magic and the Heat, who are both playing tonight. Orlando's in Dallas. Luca, by the way, over the weekend scored 73. 73. Now, I will say, Atlanta's defense, uh, I mean, you know, 30 of it is... Okay, it's like, 73. I know. Right after he was told to get on a treadmill. Right. So, and, and not only that, it was like three days after Embiid scored 70. And two days after, uh, you know, Cat scored 62. But anyway, Orlando's in Dallas, and the Heat are hosting Phoenix. Devin Booker's been on a roll, by the way. Heat are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which is saying something because they've lost like six in a row. But, Trent, here you go, all right? Minnesota's at OKC. Milwaukee's at Denver. Is this Doc Rivers' debut? Uh, Let me look into that. New Orleans is in Boston. And the Clippers are in Cleveland. Like, there's good NBA tonight. These are good teams playing each other. Now, we'll see, you know, who actually shows up and wants to play, load management and all, blah, blah, blah. By the way, Uh, yes, it is Doc Rivers' coaching debut. Sorry. There you go. He actually starts with like a five, six-game road trip also, which is, you know, interesting. Uh, College hoops tonight. Only uh, two ranked teams in action. ESPN has the double dip. Duke at Vatech early. They're only a three and a half point favorite. Mm. 
Mm. Take the Hokies tonight? Do I, do I see upset? And, boy, I hope they can handle it in Austin. One of the Houston players may hit a shot and do horns down. Is Can everybody handle that? Did you see what happened over the weekend with Texas and BYU? And the BYU crowd announcing, or the PA announcer saying to the crowd, will you please stop the horns down? Well, it's even worse than that. A bunch of students decided to wear white t-shirts. They wrote letters on them to spell horns down. Right. They made them take their shirts off. Oh, for goodness That's sake. not what we stand about here at Brigham Young. We don't care if you marry so, 74 women, but damn it if you wear horns down. Big Cat from Barstool, who, you know, not, not everyone's cup of tea, but he tweeted out, really disgusting stuff by BYU here. We can't be saying the words horns down under any circumstance in 2024. Incredibly insensitive to everyone who identifies as a longhorn. Yep. I laughed my butt off. Nine o'clock tonight, Houston's in Texas. Cougars a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I think I take the two home teams and the points tonight. I do. Uh, hockey's at the All-Star break, yet they have games tonight. It's it's the NHL. Well, what can I tell you? It's kind of – they have one game tonight, Nashville's in Ottawa. It's on the NHL network if you're really bored. So uh, there you go. So, David, I have a good, bad, and ugly follow-up. You've told me a long time ago, follow-ups are very important. Audience loves a good follow-up. If you remember, one of our uglies a while back was a gentleman who stole – Dorothy's ruby slippers from a Minnesota museum. They found the slippers and all that. They were in the Judy Garland Museum. But the gentleman who stole them will avoid prison time. He was a longtime thief. He'd been nabbed on a bunch of stuff. He got a tip from a mobster that the shoes had real rubies in them. When he found out after he stole them, they didn't. He had no use for the shoes but it turns out he will avoid prison basically because he's in hospice. They've oh, given him okay. six months to live, and they're saying he will avoid prison time and spend the last six months with a tether. So in Wichita, they're very upset. I think it's Wichita. They um, they have a park. It's the Jackie Robinson uh, Park. And... There's a statue, Jackie Robinson. And somebody, two people, uh, stole the statue. They actually cut the statue at like the ankles and took it. Um, you know, what do you do with that? Like, you know, I stole a canoe. I, I did. You can do something with a canoe. You can sell a canoe. You can give it away. You can use the canoe. What are you going to do with a statue? Never mind the fact it's of an American icon and Jackie Robinson, you disgusting blankety blanks. But I mean, you know, hey, you know, I've got an idea. Let's steal the statue. Uh, okay, what are we going to do with it? I mean, I can't put it in my garage. I mean, seriously. So, uh, I will say, uh, the police there uh, need a lot of pressure on them to uh, to find these two. Yeah, no sense of humor with this one anymore either. 
Uh, no, no, no. A lot of pressure on the local police to uh, find these two individuals and the statue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you take that down to a pawn shop? Hey, what, what can I, hypothetically, what can I get for this? I don't know. Got to go to the dark web for that one, David. That's where you're selling yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Some collector of statues is out there. So Ravens defensive coordinator, Lions offensive coordinator appear to be the two finalists, even though Dan Quinn apparently interviewed twice, for the Washington commander's job. The thought was it was Ben Johnson, the, the Lions guy. It was, this was his gig, but the... Apparently, they're making a big to-do out of the Ravens defensive coordinator today. Second meeting, dinner over at Josh Harris's house, you know, that sort of deal. So. So two jobs left, Washington, Seattle. Yeah. We'll see if those get settled anytime soon. I, obviously, if they're still interviewing this guy, Washington will at least be a few more days. Yeah, you would think, right? But then again, uh, Carolina hired uh, Canales there when we thought Vrabel was getting a second interview. They hired him that morning. Do you know there's a report out that Fox is going to sign Belichick? (laughs) I mean, he was nominated for an Emmy for that NFL Top 100. I know, but Brady's working at Fox, too. Uh Uh-huh, and Gronk. Right. Right. We're putting the band back together. Imagine Gronk and Belichick on the same pregame show with N- Gronk busting his chops. Neither of them know who Journey is. Right. And and Belichick trying to fake, you know, laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a lot of Belichick fake laughing on set. No, I want the wide shot when everybody's fake laughing just so I can see right. Belichick's, Belichick's facial expressions. And that's what those pregame shows are all about. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, take all of Terry's money. 